listening to the Killy Shrew View podcast, the home of two clubs, one love, Shrewsbury Town and Kilmarnock FC. Listeners and welcome to another podcast at Two Clubs One Love, the Killy Shrew View. And as we are recording at the moment, Sunday afternoon, uh, an earlier time than normal, uh, me and Rob will be uh, dissecting uh, Shrewsbury Town's six points uh, over the last seven days at home to Lincoln and Bolton Wanderers. Uh, we'll also be looking at England's exit in Qatar yesterday. Um, as they went out to Holders, uh, France, and also be looking back at SBL action kicking off next week. And also Charlie Caton having a great loan spell out at Chester at the moment. Um, but before we crack on with any of that, um, I'd like to bring our co-host Rob into the conversation. So Rob, how are you? I'm all right, mate. Yeah, a bit deflated after yesterday, but um, we keep going. Yeah, yeah. And for me, personally, I'm not a countryman at the moment. As such, I'm gutted we went out. I don't get me wrong. It is a bit of a shame to see a country obviously lose in a big game. But as you know already, I'm I'm, I'm a I'm a club over country uh, these yeah. days. And, you know, for me, um, yes, it was disappointing seeing England go out. But Shrewsbury, three points and what a massive three points they were. I bet there were street parties up there, weren't there, yesterday, last night? Oh, I, oh, I. There was, uh, there was plenty of streets parties going out. I mean, you get the usual tweets and all that, like, and the the, the usual conversation. To be fair, like, um, you can understand some of it because even I was getting bored listening to Lee Dixon last night. He does my head, and um, yeah, usual commentator. Comment, commentator, yeah, the commentary drivel that comes out of some of the English commentators is poor. Um, and to be fair, like. You know, it's like it's like as if they were blaming the, the the ref and all that. And yeah, the ref, you know, wasn't the best, but he still gave us two penalties, and we didn't convert them. So we only have ourselves to blame. Um, yeah. At the end of the day. But saying that, we did play all right. Um, I just think that we got our tactics wrong uh, yeah. in the first half. I thought we gave France too much respect. Um, and once again, England come unstuck in a World Cup against the big elite teams. Um, there was a tweet someone put out this morning saying England have not beaten a big elite team like a top nation in the World Cup since 2002. Also, when we beat Argentina and mm. even Denmark, I suppose you can class as a, a yeah. top And that was in the group. Team. The Argentina game was in the group as well, wasn't it? it so, exactly, yeah. So, and that was on a penalty. But, you know, we still beat them, you know, top, top, top elite team back then. But since then, we've, you know, all the teams we've beaten are not sort of top, top teams. Um, so it does go to show that England, um, for me, just a team of individuals at times. Um, it's either that or there's just a mentality block um, where they just, you know, they, they don't believe in themselves. I, I don't know. But, um, it, you know, it is, it is probably frustrating uh, for these diehard England fans that go travel around. But I'm sure they'll do it once again, ready mm. for, for the Euros in Germany in 24. But 
I mean, we gave France a good game. Um, I thought we were better side second half. Yeah, I, I just, I just think that for me, it, the difference is just taking your chances. And Giroud, to me, if uh, you know, he has not had a sniff. I had one good chance actually just before the header. Just before, yeah. Um, but other than that, he didn't have a chance. But then that header comes in, and for me, I mean, I don't know about you, like, but a reminiscence of shop marking Richard Wood in the playoff final. I mean, Harry yeah. Maguire like was way off the pace, and for an eighty million defender, that was pretty poor. But uh, it, you know, we we got undone by a, a world class cross and a clinical finisher, and and in the, the day, that's what defines winning. And knockout games, and, and we certainly were our own downfall at the end of the day with, with missing that penalty. Um, yeah. That's a, sort of Harry Kane took the first one, big pressure on him to score that, but obviously the pressure was bigger on the second one. I didn't um, see that coming at all, though. I thought he was going to bury it. Yeah, I, I, I thought I didn't think he was going to miss it like he did, but I thought yeah. Luis was going to save it. You know, I thought it was going to, but I, I at least thought he'd hit the target. But to totally sky it was cool. unreal. But yeah, the thing that annoys me the most about England is is not the team as such. It sometimes can't be the tactics, but it's just the whole media and the hype and the World Cup. I mean, mm. even the res- England's problem is the lack of respect to other nations. Now, after the game, I think it was Gary Neville said. Oh, you know, this was our best chance. We would have got Morocco straight away saying, oh, as if like Morocco is going to be a winnable game and we'll just get to the final. And that's England. That's the problem. That's England's mentality. With, with I know what he means, though. Yeah, you could say that. You could say, oh, it's an easier final, an easier a tie. You'd rather, in on paper, you'd rather have Morocco than Portugal. But then when the tournament's progressed, you've got to look at how Morocco have done. They've conceded one goal. And that they've knocked out Spain, Belgium, you know, Croatia, uh, and now Portugal. Port- yeah, not Portugal. not Croatia, sorry, Portugal. Like in that time, uh, so you know they're three big nations which England would struggle to beat anyway. But that uh, the last World Cup, didn't it? We we got a, quite a good run. We got Sweden and then Croatia. And we were thinking, right, who we got in the final? Exactly, and, that, and that's the thing. It's the mentality, and that's what I try to say is it's even it's the mentality with the players, whether they believe in themselves, but also. They probably believe, do they believe in the hype um, as well? And for me, I, I do think we're a team of individuals. We play as a team of individuals. Um, I was watching the football highlights this morning. You'll probably laugh because it's nothing to do with England. But Ryan Lowe was talking about his Preston team after they beat Blackburn 4 1. Yeah. And there were people saying about individuals. He's like, I don't class mine as individuals. It's a team game. We win together, we lose together, and that. And, you know, he wasn't praising anyone. He was just praising the way the team played. And I think yeah. that. You know that's the way it should be, but I think we always rely on one player in particular. There's really good players in the squad individually, but we always hype up one or rely on one. So in the past, it's been Gaza, then it's been Alan Shearer, then it's been Owen. Beckham or Owen, uh, Rooney, and now it's Harry Kane. You know, it's always one player where we should really be collectively as a team. And for me, there's too many players in that squad. Some are not even in the squad that. Um, should be playing in my eyes. I mean, James Madison is arguably one of the most consistent um, players for goals and assists. Um, and I mean, that free kick in the last minute, uh, you know, it's, it's got James Madison's name written all on it. Um, and and he, it's, it's criminal that a player like his quality doesn't go, uh, goes to a World Cup and doesn't even get a minute on the pitch. I mean, Grealish gives him two minutes at the end or whatever, or five minutes. It's just, for me, it's those sort of defining moments. The, the, what fails England um, in my eyes but I'm not going to slate them too much they gave it a good go yesterday 
and unlike previous tournaments, you know they they yeah they were, were slightly unlucky yesterday. So you got we've got a good young squad as well. You look at obviously Kane's a bit older, but you got Saka, Foden, Bellingham. You know, Declan Rice has got years ahead of him as well. Yeah, there's there's uh, I mean there's one or two arguable positions that were playing yesterday. I would probably prefer not to be seen playing. Uh, as mentioned, Maguire. I think um, it was your point. Well, obviously Ben White went home, but I would have had yeah. Ben White or Connor Cody in there. Two for, mm. for me, two consistent, solid players. And I don't, uh, in in terms of like what they've done over the last few seasons, maybe obviously Maguire's done a lot. He's had he did well at Leicester and that, but he's out, he's come under a lot of scrutiny in the last couple of years. And for me, I just think I always say teams should be playing on how they're doing on form. You know, like yeah. Kieran Trippier for me has been the best fullback in in the league this season. Uh, ben White's been the best centre back in the league. Connor Cody's probably been really good as well. Um, yeah, yes. I'm not saying chuck them all in, but for me as well, Rashford as well, he should be in that starting lineup. Um, yeah, lost his yeah. place after he scored against, the two against Wales as well. That's, and, that's what I mean, um, and it's, yeah, it's just I don't understand that Rashford for me is like he's he's a really good player. Um, he's got good pace, and I think him and Kane up front would be good. Um, but we're 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 not. I'd have been very surprised if he'd have dropped Maguire yesterday. I'm not his biggest fan, but we had kept three out of four clean sheets. So it was very it would have been very difficult for him to drop him for a big game like that. For for me though, you've got to look at key moments in games and he nearly slipped up in the Senegal game and, and then which got away with, but then he he was at fault for the goal. Uh, let's face it, for the winner yeah. against France and it's you know, you could I just, I just knew that a team like France. I was very surprised to see the same lineup against Senegal be playing against France. I'd expect mm. at least one or two changes, um, because it's a different type of opposition. Uh, yeah. No disrespect to Senegal, but you know France are a different opposition. Um, but Carl Walker did a good game. But I was just I about just, to say that, yeah. I just didn't understand. I understood why Walker was marking Mbappe. It was pretty obvious because he's pace. His pace. Yeah. But for me, it really, really frustrated me. It was like as if we tactically were told if Walker was struggling, get someone else to double up. But then we ended up tripling mm. up. And that first goal, although Saka may have been or may have not been fouled in the bottom half of the pitch at the attacking end, by the time the ball comes across and then Bappy's got it with Walker, you've got two or three players behind Walker. So you've got three players and one player. You mm. take those three players out of the game, that leaves loads of space in the middle. And Bappy obviously gets passed. And then that's how the goal comes and transpires, and you're chasing yeah. your tail and trying to mark whoever you can. And yeah. obviously, great strike as well, wasn't it? it was a good shot. Pickford should have done better um, as well. Um, but for me, that that all that all goes down to being one tactical error with the three players going on. Whether Southgate's told to do that, or whether the players have just decided to do that mm. because they're scared. And that's what I thought. And I thought they gave France too much respect in that first half, and that's why, yeah. and especially in France. France could have easily been you know, a couple of goals up, um, mm. if I'm honest. But we did well to get back in the second half, and we got obviously got the penalty, and we could have gone ahead after that. But then France obviously got back in the game and and you know got the crucial winner. So yeah, it's uh, it's a disappointing end, but um, I'm sure they'll pick themselves up and go on. But for me, the burning question is obviously um, I'm not fussed either way. To be fair, I think there's no one else better out there. 
I suppose it could come in and be different maybe, but would you reckon Southgate, is he worth another shot until the end of his contract or do you think um, someone else? I think there's a difference between whether I think he will or if he should. Um, yeah. I personally wouldn't sack him. Um, I, don't, you know, I, don't, I don't think it'll be sacked. I think it'll be a mutual agreement between the FA if that was the case. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, he has... The, the feeling towards the England um, national team has massively changed since he's been in there. Um, I don't think the media is much on them. I don't think the expectation is as bad as it was on, in the golden generation, um, shall we say. Um, I I think they should give him the Euros. You know, he's he's had a semi-final, a final, uh, lost on a penalty shootout in the Euro final, and he's lost in the quarter-final to the reigning champions. Like I, I, That's a pretty good record. Yeah, that's the thing. Some people say, though, the nearly men, uh, a bit like the golden generation that we had, you know, take the hype and the media aside and, and how bad it was back then, but it's still the same scenario, isn't it? Where we're, we but we're a lot younger. The nearly men. So. This side are a lot younger, though. Um, yeah, like the average true. age is a lot younger than that team that Sven or Capello had with Gerard Lampard. They were all pushing 30, whereas we've got a lot of lads there in their early 20s, if not in their teens. The only concern I have with that is um, who's going to replace Harry Kane because he's going to be a lot older by then. Yeah, um, that is a big issue. And and this is what I talked about all along is we have all this quality players and young players. We, we you know individually they're great. I don't see them as a, a I don't see them playing great as a team at times for me in my eyes. There's mm. yeah you you see great flashes of brilliance, but as a team I don't like for me like and, and the way I try the perfect example I'm trying to say is like look at creation, Denmark. They're not full of superstars. They've got like probably one or two superstars in that team, like a moderate or a uh I don't know, your Casper Schmeichel or whatever, you know, standout players. Ericsson. Um or and well Ericsson of course. But but collectively as a team that's what I'm trying to say. As a team, they're they're more better than England in my eyes because pound for pound Croatia have probably been Denmark up there. I mean, one of the best teams in the last ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, they they play as a team, a unit, know each other's position inside out, um, and they're not superstars as well. Um, and yeah. for me, England, they've got too many superstars in my eyes. Too many players are, are, are great individuals, but it like for me, the what really annoyed me was you're playing on tried and tested players like like no offense but Raheem Sterling for mm. me he's 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 not got the same sort of um he's not really doing well club form you, no. you know either obviously Harry Maguire he's tried and tested yeah okay he's got he's not really let England down a sock so much in the past um but again he's not really been outstanding in my eyes um mm. at club level recently um, and he's sort of dropping, and then you've got one or two other players as well that are sort of dropping off the radar. And, and like I say, you're getting these younger players coming in. Um, and, and if obviously Harry Kane does drop off, because um, all it takes is Harry Kane to get an injury or just you know dip in form or whatever. He's he's getting on. A, he'll be getting on by the time the next World Cup. I think he'll be 33, mm. which is still young. Um, you know, you look at like sort of. Uh, the Polish strike, you know, at 35, Lewandowski, 36, yeah. and, and yeah, I'm not saying, you know, obviously Lyon, Messi and Ronaldo and that, but, you know, obviously Harry Kane still may have another World Cup in him, but, you know, you don't know how, yeah. you don't know how, things, but it, what I'm trying to say is there's no one that sort of, if Harry Kane went out of the way, like, yeah, you've got Rashford, but he's not a natural number nine or like a, you know, like Harry Kane is, um, more more a wide player so mm. who have you got I mean you know in, in in and around I mean 
think Carvin Wilson's like 30 at the minute. Um, Ivan Tony's what, 26, but I mean, he's got a potential ban, yeah. life-changing ban coming his way. Um, so we, we do we do lack options up front at the moment. Rashford, that's about it, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. So it's not, It's. I mean, obviously we had the last World Cup, I think we, or the, was it the Euros, I can't remember. we've had like people like Daniel Sturridge drop off the radar after good looking good for a couple of years and we had Jamie Vardy, but then he's, you know, he's obviously past it now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I can't really think off the top of my head. Um, There's always someone that comes through though, isn't there? Yeah, there was it was interesting actually because I, I, the reason why I brought this up was um, I seen someone tweet that last night saying about Harry Kane, and someone said, "Oh, don't worry about him. He was like an unknown in 2014, and then got the golden mm. boot four years later. So in four years, you it's know, you, you probably get you probably will get someone um, that will come from nowhere. But it's just, mm. um, I suppose, it's just a waiting game and that. But yeah, that's it. That's the only concern I'd probably have is yeah, same is is with that one. But yeah, I, I agree. Probably. Stick him until the uh, until his contract runs out, and then see where they are mm-hmm. from there. But you can't knock his record, I suppose. It's just, it, it's just, it's just that stigma of beating big teams and, mm. and getting past that final hurdle. Sort of it's just, is always going to be this tournament. He played with a four and not a five at the back as well, so it did free us up a little bit to go forward a bit more. Yeah, and I, um, I, I did think though that France we could have probably potentially played the five. Yeah. To start off with, um, I think that wouldn't have been a bad idea. Um, it's no dis, it's, it's, you know, it's yeah, playing a bit safer. Um, but at the same point, it allows the fullbacks to get for another. Maybe played Walker in the three at the back mm. and played Trent as right wing back uh, yeah. for his quality of balls into the box um, and his attacking outlet. So. Um, it would give him the freedom to go forward. I'd have even put Trippier out a lot wide left, and Luke Shaw I'm sort of hit and miss with. Um, but I Kieran thought he was Trippier. right yesterday. I thought he was okay, uh, but he was bang average, really, wasn't it? Yeah, he's, he's just average for me. Trippier, I like him. He's quite both footed. He's, he's quite good. Got a bit about him as well. Yeah, and he's got, and he's obviously dangerous from set pieces as well. So he's, he's, he's you know, from uh, free kicks and not coming in. So, but you know. <sighs> We're, we're just fans at the end of the day and everyone has different opinions of England and well, whether it's Shrewsbury or whether Kilmarnock but um, yeah it's, it's, it's um, it was certainly promising in some aspects against France it wasn't it was like some people thought we were going to lose 3 or 4-1 or get absolutely hammered mm. um, so so to only go out late on and then obviously if we'd scored that penalty you never know what happens we could have uh, took it to extra time and, yeah. and you know and that free kick at the story. end as well oh yeah, Rashford. To be fair, I said Madison's eyes when I, when I said, "Oh, that'd have been a type of shot for Madison." But to be fair, Rashford has scored great free kicks in the past. We'll um, and well, that's what I mean. Or Trent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any any one of those players, but it, yeah, you were just hoping for a David Beckham moment, weren't you? Um, mm. And it it just wasn't going to happen. But to be fair to Rashford, he he, he was very close, and you know you could see it in his face when the. When the camera showing on them after that, yeah. but we 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 we, uh, we move on. But anyway, um, that's enough of the World Cup and guitar. One question I will say is my favourites were Brazil went out, so now we've got Morocco France. versus France. Uh, yeah, you did. So you're still going on France, are you? Um, yeah, I actually. Um, I mean, I did fancy us to beat them yesterday, but at the start of the tournament, I said France, and um, nothing's really changed my mind. But uh, I, I think yesterday I, I put a tweet out saying uh, the winner of tonight wins the whole thing, especially with yeah, the, she like, did. the draw yeah. opening up, um, and I stand by that. I think 
I was I was kind of anticipating thinking, oh, it would have been lovely to beat France, and then obviously hopefully we would have got past Morocco. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be like Gary Neville and say we would have got past them because mm-hmm. um, that's disrespectful to Morocco because they've been a very good team. Um, but if you were offered the Morocco be... semi-final before the World Cup, you'd take it, wouldn't you? No, I don't think there's any easy game in the World Cup. Saudi Arabia proved in the World Cup this year as well that they were a tough yeah. opposition. They beat Argentina. So uh, it, when it comes to World Cup, I, you, you would like a perfect round, a draw, but... Um, there's never a perfect draw, and it's just like the FA Cup or whatever you, you know you've got, or, or you know any knockout competition. Um, it's a bit like up here we got Celtic in the semi-final, and people are oh, that's it. we're not we're getting knocked out, and I'm like, well, we've got to beat them in the final anyway if we need to win it. Yeah, so true. for me, the mentality in a cup game is you know it's one game, doesn't matter yeah. if you're bottom of the league or. Um, you know you're you're not the favourites at the end of the day. It's that's more incentive to to go and win the game. And I just yeah. think for me, the nation like Qatar would have been right behind Morocco. They'd have had a lot of good support, and it would have been a very difficult uh, game. Um, Morocco would have really given us a good game. Um, so, but what I was going on to say was I would love to have seen an England Argentina final. That would yeah. have been a, a good final uh, to yeah, watch. Uh, probably you know try and get back for um, what happened all those years ago. I think it'll be a repeat of 2018. I think Croatia will beat Argentina. Croatia will beat Argentina. Yeah, and yeah, it'll that... be the same final. Who would have thought that? Oh, why that's right. I France against Croatia. Then that would be um... yeah. No, I, I don't know. It'd be uh, be quite I don't know. Morocco. I, I tell you what though, Morocco will give France a good game. Yeah, um, I, I still, yeah. I still heavily fancy France. So. The, the, the thing is, though, I noticed there was some vulnerability in the French defence yesterday with that one from Bayern Munich, and he looked quite shaky. And I just think that yeah, he did, didn't he? Because he's been good. Um, yeah. Whenever I've seen him for Bayern, he's been good. But yeah, he was, he was, um, he was the t- well, the one to target really. Yeah, I just, I did, I don't know. I just think that this World Cup has got so has, has thrown a few shocks so far, and mm. I still think there's one more left in it. Okay. And um, you imagine I think if they if, won it. Well, that's the thing. See, if they did beat France, then, you know, obviously whatever happens between Croatia and Argentina. I mean, let's put it this way, right? Everyone and their, and, and their dog would have said that Argentina would have beaten Saudi Arabia in the first yeah. game that they played. Yeah. So that was unreal. For, you know, as soon as they went 1-0 up and it was half-time and they were all over them, you're thinking that's going to be about five or six. Mm. Um, but then the way they came out that second half. So for me, I'm like... You know, there's definitely another shock in the on the cards uh, in this World Cup. Um, and well, next time we do the pod, we'll know. Yeah, well, that's that's true, and <laughs> and, and it'll be closer to Christmas as well. It's absolutely. Give me, give me what, give me one name who's going to win the whole thing. I want to say Croatia because I just think they, yeah, I think Croatia. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to stick with France, but it's got messy. I think it's got messy all over it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But um, yeah, I don't know. I was kind of contradicting myself there because part of me thinks Croatia will beat Argentina. So uh, hey, it's good though, isn't it? Yeah, that's the beauty of it. That's definitely the beauty of it. But we'll we'll see like when that you know what happens next anyway. Um, so going into um, we'll, we'll move away from the World Cup now. Um, but I'm just going to take a short break, uh, and I'll be back in a moment. So, Rob, I'll uh, leave you in the capable hands to chat to our listeners. <laughs> well, 
you know, good good week for town. Obviously, off the back of the, the win last week, um, I, I didn't go to that game, but I did go to the uh, the game yesterday, and um, I felt we got away with one a little bit. Um, you know, the, the way we came back, I think with with ten fifteen minutes to go at two one down, I, I feel like we would definitely have, have taken a point. Um, certainly with some of Bolton's tactics as well, I think they were they were really trying to hold on for the last fifteen to twenty minutes as well for. For for the win, really, um, you know, some of the some of the players were going down, rolling around. Um, the goalkeeper took a tiny touch from from Shipley at one point, and um, he went down like a sack of spuds. I think we've got quite a young goalkeeper, so it's quite impressionable. But um, he was rolling around. Everyone went piling in. Um, there was a lot of that throughout the game, really. So it, it felt really good to to come back and um, and 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 stick it stick it on them, really. So. So yeah, it was good. Um, I, I felt we'd let ourselves down after the early goal. Um, Shipley got caught a little bit naive. Um, obviously, he's been playing left wing back in position of of George Nurse, but he's still not a natural in that position. Um, and I feel that he definitely got found out um, when a ball got played over the top of him and he just didn't move. He didn't track his runner. And before you knew it, Bolton were in behind and and Dion Charles had equalised, so so that was frustrating, and and I, and I think you could see it straight away in Shipley's um in, in Shipley's face, um you know he was he was kicking himself really, and and I, and I think that quite a bit of the crowd got on on Shipley's back there, um but to be fair to him, he did have a good game going forward, um it's just that vulnerability at the back on you know on the left hand side, but um. Yeah, following that, um, the penalty as well. Like the penalty that they got was was so frustrating because that was off the back of a, a town attack. Uh, again, we got in behind, uh, um, wasted the chance. They broke away while we had men forward, and and before you knew it, Dunkley had brought down um, their forward, and and it was a penalty. And and before <laughs> you think we're about to go two one up, and, and within thirty seconds we're two one behind. Great stuff, Rob. I've just joined back. So, how are we? How what were we talking about there? Oh, mate, no, just um, voicing my frustration on on how the game, like their goals in particular, really. You know, Shipley got caught. I was just saying, Shipley got caught for for their equaliser. You know, we'd wasted a good early start, and he yeah. was quite um, uh, naive. I think is the word I used because. They they got in over the top of him. He didn't track his man, and um, and then they had one over, and and before you knew it, it was one all. And then and then I was just saying about the penalty as well. Um, so did you did you explain as to why then um, I disappeared? <laughs> no, I didn't actually. I, I was uh, quite polite, but you can you can fill him in on that. Yeah, so uh, Charlie in the chocolate factory has uh, arrived this week, so I'm struggling. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that to your own imagination, yeah. people. Yeah, um, the, the penalty, mate, frustrating. That, that oh. came from our, our attack, and they just gone straight up the other end. Um, and I thought Che was lucky not to get a red as well, because he got in, in front of him, didn't he? Yeah, no, he, he, um, he, I thought he actually got the ball at first, but um, obviously you know, he didn't, and the ref gave no. the penalty. But what a start. I mean, going back to, I don't know if you've, what you mentioned there, but um, it was a great start to the game, wasn't it, against Bolton? Yeah. Well, it's it's probably one of the earlier goals we've scored this season, Mark. Yeah, I mean, uh, I couldn't believe it. My, my phone went off and I thought, oh, that's just notifying kickoff. And then I was like, hang on a minute. It says mm. 1-0 to Shrewsbury. I thought, I, I know. Right. Yeah. And I looked and then I thought, street as well? I thought, bloody hell. 
Quality street. Um, yeah, quality street, eh? It's time of year. So we had, <laughs> we had a, we had, so we got a quality street, we had uh, 11 heroes, and we had a big celebration. There you go. Christmas is here. The Joker's here. The Joker's back. Jason Commons is in the building. Um, talking to Jason Commons, he had no, uh, my one, God. one appearance, uh, and then he, he tried to get, I mean, who was the real goat? Was it him or Messi? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Oh, I know, I know. He, he he only got a few minutes against France, didn't he? He didn't even appear after that. Um, no. I don't think so. No. Oh well, he got yeah. further than Scotland anyway. So anyway. I was just saying as well the uh, the Bolton antics. You know, at two one, they were wasting time from very early, from sort of 70, 75 minutes. And so you you, uh, you, di- you didn't you, you you said there was Bolton antics. That's that's not right. That's not like Ian Everts' team, surely. I know, I know. Honestly, shit all over the place. There was one um, one moment where. Um, the keeper had come out for the ball. Shipley's gone in. It's a 50-50 and Shipley's pulled out of it. The goalie's made um, made contact with him, gone down like a sack of spuds. Everyone's piled in, um, pushing and shoving and yeah, just like so, 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 so remind me, because uh, I, I want to hear it again for the listeners um, as well. So what were Bolton singing? Um, Did you, they were, were, were they not... No, they they yeah, they were singing when they scored about saying oh, bolts we should... on a massive everywhere we go. No, 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 the one about we should have gone shopping. No, I didn't hear that. Oh, you didn't hear that? No, oh, no. right, because it was it was tweeted by a couple of people. You was at the game, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I was there yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> right, so so I get engrossed in the game sometimes, man. I don't really listen to what's been said. Apparently, right, Bolton threw a flare on after twelve minutes for a start. They did, so... yeah. Um, which is which is quite funny. So we must be massive these days if they're throwing players on. Um, the sack. This the, the, I think it was when they went two one up. They sang. Um, you should have you should have gone Christmas shopping or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and then I think at the end we sang that back to him and said, and so yeah, you know what's you know so uh, brilliant. I was like, that was quite ironic. That was quite funny. Yeah. I quite like that. And then I heard Bolton players kicking off at the end. Apparently, they were. Uh, there was talk of them being bad tempered and sore losers. And they apparently, were, yeah. apparently, a Shrewsbury player allegedly kicked them. So, uh, which, right. is, what, which, why would they do that? So, um, when you're yeah. celebrating a win, yeah. 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 Imagine if Bolton won in the last minute. I'm sure they wouldn't have been complaining. So yeah. it's just, I say, what they travel well, sore losers. Aye. And I, you know what? I feel sorry for the fans because they were good bunch of fans but they do have a manager who's an absolute right arrogant ass like in my eyes yeah. i mean i mean i remember last year he said a comment which made me laugh saying that they were the best team in the division well if they were the best team in that division they would be playing championship football this year yeah so um and, and unfortunately they're still not the best team in the division did they, did they even make the playoffs i don't think they did did they no they didn't fucking hell <laughs> at it's least make the playoffs to make that claim it's a bold statement isn't it to say like yeah. um but i mean it was great i mean for, for shrewsbury this season i mean it's Weird, good we're it? sharing the goals as well we're not we're not we are for me, I like I'll go back to the last sort of two games. Obviously, we beat Lincoln last week, and I spoke to a Lincoln fan before the game, uh, Jake, and that we were discuss- I spoke to him last season. We sort of I, I, we, we we mentioned this a couple of times, and obviously we mentioned it before the game last week that I, I, we both sort of see Shrewsbury and Lincoln as very similar teams, as in yeah. um, being in the playoffs and got to the final, nearly got promoted. They've been down to the conference, they've done all that. They've, you know, we battled each other in League Two after time after time. Fan base wise, they're slightly bigger because it's been a city and that. But in terms of, you know, they've got good community background as well. 
Um, they get good loan signings. Um, they, they've got a good team. They just don't score enough, but they don't concede uh, many. Mm. Similarities ring any bells there? Very much. Um, so, very much. So. <laughs> and and for me that you know Lincoln sort of had a bad season after their playoff final. We did as well. And yeah. Obviously, Lincoln are starting to find their feet and and get into sort of mid table area, and, and that's where we're sort of been pushing towards. And obviously, we've sort of fell at the last sort of hurdle at times. But this season seems to be a bit different. I mean, after that, that Lincoln win was a massive, massive win in my eyes because. It obviously, beating one of the teams around you, but keeping a clean sheet as well was was big. After not keeping any, and I think what was it, seven games, um, and and that was a springboard for obviously this week's game against Bolton for my eyes because it was yeah. a double header, and after the resurgence of that, you know, win against Peterborough as well at home um, in the cup, it now gives us the confidence that we've beaten Peterborough, we've beaten a team in the playoffs and a team around us that we can go to Peterborough without any fear next week and go above them. Because if we win, we go a point above them. And, you know, it's the playoffs as well. That's what I mean. I mean, it's, it's, it's mad. Like, I mean, to be two points off the playoffs, if someone said to me now, you know, you, you're, you're a couple of weeks away from Christmas, you're going to be in 10th place in the table, two points off playoffs, playing, you know, a team that you can go ahead of next week. Mm. Uh, with a win and you're nine points clear of relegation you'll snap your hand off of that straight away uh, i tell you what like for me I, I said this to gab yesterday and he sort of disagreed with me but i stand by it apart from the top three teams on our day i think our first 11 not the squad but our first 11 on its day is pound for pound the best 11 in the league outside the top three <laughs> the best i thought you were going to say it, it could be you could compete with no, no, no. i don't I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Outside, outside the top three, because I'm telling you now, apart from our, see, see if we had Daniel Ludo in that yeah, team. That's a difference, yeah. Right? And, and George Nurse in that team, that's a difference Chickling between 10th and being in that playoffs right now. And we would ha- and we're only four points or fourth as well. So I, I'm saying about mm. the top three teams, which is your Wednesday, your Plymouth, your Ipswich. But outside of that, I, I would argue that we're. we're on our day, we're better than Derby. I mean, we drew with Derby. We've beaten Bolton. We've beaten Peterborough in the Cup. Um, you know, these teams that are above us, we're more than capable of taking points off. And Portsmouth away, we drew with them. So, on our day, we let ourselves down against some of the teams. But I do believe, we, we, you know, name me a better, outside the top three, a better midfield trio of Bayless, Leahy and um, Shinchester. Or Winchester, yeah. Or, or even Winchester. But, yeah. you know, those three, I mean, Shipley has scored four like, and got five assists in the league. Bayless has scored five, yeah, yeah, four yeah. assists. Yeah. And Lee, he's got, I think, and I don't it's know how he's got in the league, but altogether in the, in, he's got five altogether this season as well. They're just, you know, there's goals and, and, and assists in that midfield. And if we had Udo in that team, <laughs> I honestly believe we'll be in a greater position right this I minute. think that's the thing, isn't it? Sharing them around midfield, it, it is catering for the fact we haven't really got anyone up there. Who's, I know Sadie's got a couple, but he's been hit and miss. So yeah, got... it, it's definitely helping us out. Right, between the two of them, they've got four goals, and obviously two of them came yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and and it was good that they they sort of changed their game a bit, you know, because they're always workhorses, like, and they're but they're young, young and inexperienced. That's not their fault because they need to gain the experience. And you'll probably see Sadia and Street have a half decent career uh, later on down the line. Yeah. Um, but for me, Udo's taken a while to get in, but he's he, he obviously last season was phenomenal and, and was looking yeah. like that was going to be another good season for him. 
mean, especially with Bayless and Shepley in the middle. And then um, the other argument is, I kind of I kind of name about a free centre back pairing outside the sort of top half or so. Then yeah. you know, then that top bit, then Pennington, Donkley, and um, and Flanagan. I mean, for me, like Flanagan and Pennington just complement each other either side. We talked about them a lot last season. And then Dunkley's just come in as Ebanks and Dell's replacement. And it was I and it was I mean at the time you uh, you do realise oh Ebanks and Dell, you did really miss him towards the end of the season. Um but then when you look back at Dunkley and yeah, he, he may have the odd bit of mistake in him, but Ebanks Landau certainly did as well. Mm. Um but Dunkley, to be fair, has not put much wrong at all. He wins oh. a lot in the air and he's obviously was part of the last two. Well, he, he was a major part of the game. He could have easily been. He, he went from basically being zero to hero. Yeah. That yeah. that that penalty, obviously, he gave away, and then you know that they scored, yeah. and then all of a sudden, he's up the other end, flicking on a ball for Sadie, and then oh, up brilliant, there in the last minute. And I, I just think, and Dunkley for me, I, I, I did you see my tweet I put out about Dunkley? Yeah. Like, yeah. Every game has ended three two that he scored in, and it was in the last minute, and they're all at home. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, weird, isn't it? Very weird how these things stuff. work. Yeah. So, yeah. so see when there's a game and it's Shrewsbury two two in a dying moment. Get him up there. still on. Just you don't don't lose don't move away from your seats because you know Dunkley's going to have an opportunity <laughs> at two two. <laughs> that flick for Sadie though is like so underrated as well. Yeah, and it was a good finish from Sadie. He still had a yeah. lot to do to get his foot up and obviously make sure he kept it down. And yeah, yeah, very put, good. Put it away, but um, I like Street's finish. Very composed as well. Yeah, it was. Um, we haven't seen enough of him. For, I, I've not said this before. I haven't seen. He's not been doing it for me, but um, yeah, very good. He puts himself about a bit, and um, there's also a, a special mention to Bloxham. He came on and put himself. He looked oh, like he, to go. I um, thought he changed the game. I thought yeah, he, he he injected a lot of energy that there wasn't. It was it was sort of petering out a little bit. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Steve Cottrell is really um, limited to what he can do at the minute. Um, Bowman for me doesn't really yeah. affect the games at the moment. Um, yeah. He doesn't really offer much at Bloxham. Obviously, got a chance and came on and does. Outside of that, we had like Hutchins, Bailey, and was it Barlow on the bench yeah. yesterday? Yeah. Um, oh, and, and Pike. And Pike. And, oh, yeah, and Pike. And to be fair, Pike, you know, comes on and, and does his usual. But I thought he did all right, yeah. Yeah, but we just don't have enough quality on the bench. And I just think if we can get to January, because we've got three games left until the January window. Um, so we've got Peterborough away, as mentioned, next week. Cambridge away and then Cheltenham away for me minimum I think six Cheltenham's points. at home isn't it yeah Cheltenham, yeah Cheltenham's at home so Cambridge well, basically the next two games are away Peterborough yeah. Cambridge and then Cheltenham at home before the before the uh, sort of window opens again so and I think it's Fleetwood at home so if you look at those yeah. next four games um, going into the new and obviously back end of this year into the new year and that's 12 points available I would say I'll take at least six, seven. To, six to nine points is, is yeah more than achievable. Um, I was going to say eight, seven, so that's about right. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go from beaten. I'm going to I'm going to see us go unbeaten in December. Yeah. So we're talking eight eight points from them. Yeah, Maybe I reckon two, draw, two draws, two wins. Yeah, two wins, two draws. Yeah, two wins tomorrow. Two draws. Um, tomorrow next week's tough. That's probably the toughest game. Mm, no, I think Cambridge will be tougher. Oh, I just think we, we all we struggle at Peterborough. We, I, the only time well, I remember was we won there when Ivan Tony got sent off. That was good. He gave a penalty and got sent off. Um, 
but yeah, we did. We the thing is, we've 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 got we shouldn't be scared of Peter this year because they've lost no. ten out. They've lost, They've played what I think twenty two games, no twenty one games, and they've won ten, drawn one, lost ten. So mm. it depends what Peterborough turns up to be fair. But at the moment, I think they're on a real bad run, um, and a lot of those losses have come in the last sort of couple of months. We beat them in the FA Cup quite convincingly, 3-1 as well. So that was quite fresh in our minds. So we should be going in with a lot of confidence, the fact that we are on this run of beating Bolton and Lincoln as well. Yeah. And we should be able to go into that game. Our away form's better than it was last season. We've picked up some big wins already, away at like, like so Wickham. Um, but we're narrowly, beat, narrowly beaten at Sheffield Wednesday. So there's no reason why we can't go to Peterborough uh, and, and give them a good game. Obviously, even Plymouth, we were narrowly beaten as well. So... Mm-hmm. There's no easy game in the league, but for me, I think Cambridge will be tougher just because I watched their game against uh, the highlights against uh, Plymouth, and I actually was quite impressed with them. And I thought I noticed a stat that came out, and it said they've not scored um, or or won in their last six home games. Oh so that was seven after Plymouth. So I can't see them stretching out to eight games against Shrewsbury, but I'm. Maybe wrong. You never know. Yeah. And it also said the next Shrewsbury player has not scored in 16 games, Sam Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so for me, as soon as I heard them two stats and I knew that we were playing them away, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's going to be a, a tough good game. thing. That's not a good thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's going to be a tough So that's the only reason why I've gone for the Cambridge game as a tough game. Um, Cheltenham at home, no disrespect to Cheltenham. If it was away, obviously they'd proven they've beaten us this year, but... I think at home we'll we'll have enough to beat them, especially on a Tuesday night as well. Um, or Wednesday. Fleetwood should be tasty. Fleetwood's going to be a tough one because they've proven they've they work they 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 play till the end. I mean they yeah. got a draw away at Ipswich in the last minute, and then they beat MK Dons in the last minute yeah. um, as well. So Fleetwood are going to be no pushovers. So that could be where you get a draw. Um, but I think wins away at Peterborough and Cheltenham, and draws against Cambridge and um, Fleetwood for me. So eight points. Okay. Yeah, I'll take that. And then and then it's Sunderland in the cup. Yeah, and then we're just going to beat them. And then we'll get Wrexham uh, home or something. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Have you wired up um, again to come down and watch it? Well, that's the thing. Unfortunately, I was meant to come down to the Wickham game, uh, but my um, father-in-law is having to go in for an operation, which means okay. they would have been looking after my um, daughter. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be put on hold. But hopefully... Once he's recovered, it'll be fine to come down. So it'll probably be more in the um, towards the end of the season, um, quite April time. They'll be looking to come down, but Sweet. which is a bit pretty gutting. Um, but obviously, family comes first. Of course, yeah, and it's a long way as well, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is. It's a long way than what it used to be. Um, <laughs> yeah, it feels longer every time. Um, you know what? I can't. Remember. I'm just trying to think. The last time I actually travelled down and we won, um, probably. MK Dons won it. Oh, of course. How can I? Yeah, you came to MK Dons, didn't you? I am. I no, no. That's right. I was only last year. Oh, and then you come down for the Carlisle game as well after that. Oh, so I've actually come down twice. that was you kind of count Carlisle. That's a home game. Carlisle for me is a home game. It's like an hour and a half train. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's closer to you than it is to me, and you're in another (laughs) country. (laughs) Yes, I know. It's uh, a lot, lot closer. But um. So, yeah, it's such a good time to be a Shrewsbury fan at the minute. Well, um, do you remember last time, well, a couple of weeks ago we did this, and I think we were 14th and starting to starting to not worry, but we were worrying things were going to peter out a little bit. 
Yeah, but you did. I think I did also mention that the table's so tight and compact that a couple mm. of wins can take you back up. So it was a worry, but it was because we hadn't won a game in a while. But then two massive wins, and you all of a sudden, you know, that feel good factor's back. And I think it helped mm. with the cup win as well. And obviously, you yeah. know, I, I think Shrewsbury's strongest uh, sort of ammo is their team morale. It's so good. Yeah. Um, they sort of get behind each other, and I see they had a bonding session yesterday. Went out to Manchester um, yeah. after um, for the Christmas do, obviously probably to watch the England game as well. Yeah, and uh, well deserved. I wonder if they travel the back lads. up to Bolton. Yeah, they, well, I believe uh, Shrewsbury <laughs> fan tweeted saying he was at work and he was raging because his friend who was a Bolton fan at uni or something was back on the train and he, look who he's with, and it was like Harry Burgoyne, Ryan Bowman, and. Uh, it was, I can't remember who else it was. It was one of the other lads, no and uh, he's like, I'm absolutely raging. He's got a picture of him, like, so yeah, there was, there would have been Bolton <laughs> fans probably on that train, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, it's good. I've seen lots of Max and Paddy quotes yesterday as well. That was uh, quite funny because obviously, um, what's his name? Um, he's a Bolton fan, um, Peter Kay. No, no. Paddy, well, Paddy I think I don't know no, both of my both Paddy McGinnis and Peter Kerr. I think they're both yeah. Bolton fans. Yeah, I think so, they are, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was good to see uh, that. But um, to be fair, some... in the table. Yeah, I mean, Weird, I was looking at that, but but then I was looking. I was seeing that like Portsmouth's got three games in hand, but then they're on yeah. a terrible run, and they've got mm. teams against each other. So, um, and there's a lot of teams drawing. The one surprise I'm that notice is up there is Port Vale. I'm surprised yeah, they're as high yeah. as they are. Um, Need to knock them off their perch soon. So I know, I know. we need to finish what, above them. That, um, I'm looking forward to that game when they're down. When they're yeah. Here. Well, someone said that up until February, beginning of March, our run's quite good, and we haven't got that many tough games. I think we've got like Wickham and Oxford as maybe big, big games. Um, mm. But other than that, there's not that many big games. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've got. I think we've got teams like obviously we've mentioned Cheltenham already, but I think we've got like Forest Green at home. We've got yeah. Cambridge at home in January, so like a double yeah. uh, sort of swing around yeah, there. Just having a quick look, 11th of February, we've got Port Vale at home. Yeah, then Port Vale at home as well. So the team, yeah. you know, they're all games that are winnable and with a stronger side and with like, you know, you never know who can come in in the January transfer window. For me, we've historically been pretty poor in the January transfer window in general, yeah. maybe apart from the odd sign like Flanagan last Chapman. season. Yeah. Um, and Chapman, but in previous seasons when we've done a, when we're doing well, and we're near the sniff of the playoffs or in the playoffs, we've historically not done well. The poorest season being a crime <laughs> of that, yeah. you yeah. know. And um, this season, I think we need to do it right um, because there is a good chance that we we can still be in that playoff. You know, I, I'm not going to get too excited, but I'm you know, see come end of February, you know, we'll see where we are and. Um, mm. You know, take it from them stage by stage, but to to have what twenty nine points at this stage of the season already, so say thirty points, like um, so say 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 another thirty points. That's that's another ten wins, and we've only played twenty one games. That's more than achievable. Another ten wins. Yeah. Where were we this, this point last season? Oh, it'd be interesting to see how many points we had. I, I put up a thing, and I think this was before the twenty. What are we on twenty-one games now? Yeah, I think we played twenty-one now. Yeah, so I'll find it because I put a tweet up last week about this, and I had all the stats um, exactly uh, for it. Let me yeah, dig them out, it. mate. Let's have, we'll have a look. 
And I'm just going to have a, a swing through now. Um, it's just started snowing here. Yeah, it was snowing yesterday, but it's actually quite sunny today. It's not as cold. Mm, sky's full right. of it. Here you go. Right, here we go. So this was the 3rd of December I tweeted this so last week. So I look back after 20 games. So basically this season, this was before yesterday's game, uh, we had 26 points, obviously. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't need to know the season stats, but from last season, we were 19 points. So a difference of seven points. Yeah. We were 19th. Um, so, you know, we're 12th last week before the Bolton game. Mm-hmm. So we were 19th, so a big difference in the position on the table. In terms of games won, we'd won two less, drawn one less, <laughs> lost three of three more, amazingly scored the same amount of goals of 19. Obviously, we scored three yesterday, so that's taken us up a bit. But we'd scored, uh, conceded six more. Um, and considering our um, defence was still pretty solid until the back yeah, end was, of the yeah, season, yeah. to think that we'd scored, conceded a lot more, just goes to show how poor the start it was. Goal difference yesterday, obviously now minus one, but it was minus two last week, whereas this time last season it was minus eight. If and, you remember, um, at this time last season was when we were just about to go on that little run, wasn't it? Um, where we got all the clean sheets over Christmas. Um, uh, pretty much up to Anfield, really, before it all felt, started to fall apart a little bit. Yeah. But I think that we've got a bet, we've got a similar run this time round um, of games where we can win yeah. a couple points. So, but the main, the most amazing start of that was after 20 games last season, we picked up only two clean sheets. Whereas, whereas this season, before yesterday, obviously we didn't keep a clean sheet, but we've kept five. Mm. So three clean sheets more. So you know, defensively, we've always been pretty solid. We always fought that, but we've actually yeah. been even more solid this season. So. That goes down to Flanagan obviously playing a lot more along. Well, I suppose that goes down to Dunkley as well, you know, when you look So we only had two at this stage last season. Yeah, MK Dons was the first one. And then I can't remember what the other one was just after that. Because Um, if you think about it, in the end, we were talking about it being one of the best defences and clean sheets. I think we had about 14 clean sheets in the end last season. So it's only had two at that stage. So it goes to show what a good second half of the season we had. But also goes to show that we've probably continued this season, the first half of the season, on the back of a good... I would say, apart from the last sort of six or seven games where it petered out, the second half of the season was a very solid season. Um, And we've sort of carried on that form, but even progressed even better with the signings we've had. So it has been a very good, solid start. And, you know, it's it's a good Christmas, really, to go in as a Shrewsbury fan. You've got to be happy uh, with, with that. Now, another fact, fact I put up here was I talked about Shipley. today. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I called, this is my own, like, um, so Salop's lovely ballers. <laughs> Shipley, Leahy and Bayless. <laughs> <laughs> so, Salop's lovely ballers, SLB. So, goals between all three of them this season in all competitions, 14 goals. Assists, seven assists as well. Now, mm. yesterday, um, obviously, we had another assist to that as well. So that's 14 goals and eight assists. Um, you know, that's 22 goal contributions between the three players in the middle. I know yeah. Shipley's playing more out left, but exactly, which is started the season in the middle. But it's, yeah, even more. But it yeah. just goes to show that imagine if we had Nurse on that left hand side and Shipley oh, no. was playing in his more predominant position. And, you know, Shipley, to be fair, is getting used to that position now. I slated him slightly, not slated him, but just questioned his his uh, his defensive um, ability there, just because he's not naturally 
a, a you know a left wing back. But mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, see his goal assists. I mean, they all they're all pretty similar, aren't they? They just yeah. they whips in the left, cuts it across the middle. I mean, I can't believe how no one's picked that up. Um, you know, Street picks the ball up in a similar position. Bayless picks it up in a similar position, and then just finishes it. It's um, yeah. you know, teams are teams obviously need to watch Shipley a bit more if they're doing their scouting. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's. I think just defensively, still there are moments like when you had to rush off earlier. <laughs> um, I mentioned about um, him getting caught a little bit. Uh, he was sort of he was just static, wasn't he? The ball got played over him, and he didn't move. Um, and that was yeah, equalising. That... So there are moments like that. When you look back at that, it's so annoying though how the two goals were conceded because it wasn't like great football. Okay, the first goal was a good cutback, um, but the ball over the top was avoidable. We got caught out, and it was just a ball over the top down the side, and then a cutback in the middle and a simple From finish. Throwing, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. So it wasn't. It was, it was okay football, like yeah, but it, it, it was avoidable. But the second goal, I mean, obviously it was a penalty. But the way the penalty was conceded, like you said, the ball again, it was just over the top. It wasn't like they were playing football. I mean, people, Bolton will probably say the same to us, yeah. you know, come from set pieces and that. But, I mean, our first goal was mm. a good goal. What what I liked about our yeah. goals, though, and I don't know if you agree, is I just like the fact that we never give up. And no. you can say that about all three goals, about how we battled. So, the first goal, um, you get Sadie wrestling with a ball and he could have easily lost that but he didn't he won it one possession Shipley mm-hmm. got the ball and obviously Street finished it you know very well yeah the the second goal the ball was obviously flighted in from the corner was over hit but Flanagan didn't give that ball up he didn't give that ball up and I mean that cross it was like watching Beckham on the on the wing <laughs> I mean that hell of a cross yeah. um, you know you, you'd not expect your centre back to swing across him like that unreal yeah. wasn't it it was a fantastic cross, and uh, but it was the fact that he didn't give up, you know. So again, players not giving up the ball, lost causes, and all that. They're chasing the ball down. They, they, they believe that something's in there, um, and then obviously Dunkley, you know, battling to get the ball. In and then in the last goal, obviously again, you know, you know, just Got basically, so just, just just basically battling again to get that final ball, nod it in, and and that, and that's I think for for me that's Shrewsbury's sort of um, identity at the moment is. Is playing in a good pressure game um, yeah. and and hitting teams on the counter when they can and and just really getting into. Them. I mean, Street and Sadie have been doing it all season, playing the hustle yeah. bustle game, but not being productive up front. And it was good to see yesterday that they did a bit of both, you know, and especially Sadie with, with the know. crowd as well. I mean, um, yep. there was some right momentum in that last fifteen minutes. So I've finished like a bloody train. Um, when we equalised, I was relieved because uh, I'd took a point at that point, but. Yeah, I mean, the last 10 minutes, there was only ever going to be in a, one team that got that, that goal. Yeah, and I mean, at the start, uh, second half, it looked like Bolton were really getting some efforts in on goal and, and really taking the chances. But um, we really then got into a spell ourselves. And like you say, um, you know, for me, I was quite surprised that Everett took off um, Charles on a hat-trick. Um, and then the, the other player they took off it won the penalty. I think they took mm. them two off it. I think he was yeah. good, Charles. He was like he was barely moving by the time he came off. Uh, but he was he was dangerous. He was, um, oh, he was. I mean, it's um, quite ironic though that he scored that thunder blast <laughs> last yeah. season uh, in the last minute, just after he moved from Atkinson. And That's right. obviously, he likes scoring against Shrewsbury. He did it again with a couple yesterday, but. 
Um, it's quite ironic, really, though. They won it, and we actually played really well last year, and we actually outplayed them yeah. um, in the home game and lost 1-0. Yeah, it was horrible. Um, so it was, we didn't outplay them, um, I would say, like last year. Um, but it was a bit like the Sheffield Wednesday game away, where Wednesday last year we, we were lucky to get a point, whereas this year we probably played better and got nothing. So the mm. Bolton game... Yeah, you, know, you take your chances, and this, you know, and we certainly did. And um, you know, uh, yeah, to get three points at any time this season is great, but especially in the last minute, riding into you know, Christmas time, um, obviously where there's games come thick and fast, and you know, it's just crucial to win your home games, and we certainly did that um, really well in the last two games. Yeah, prediction. Prediction for what going into the rest Peterborough. of the season. Oh, for Peterborough. Um, thought we were getting a bit too ahead of ourselves. Oh, let's not. Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? I do still believe in what I said, top 10 finish. Or yeah, top I'll take that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I still think that's more than achievable. But yeah, going to Peterborough, yep, um, I think it's going to be, uh, we won't keep a clean sheet. I think Peterborough will score. So, yeah, move for 2-1, two, 2 odds. Mm. And goals, I'm going to say Bayless is due a goal. <laughs> he's uh, yeah. No, he's so Bayless, on it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Is you just expect him to score? I'm going to say Bayless to score, and ooh, I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for Sadie. Actually, yeah, he's on a run now. Okay, um, I'm not I'm not as optimistic on this one as you, just because of previous. I've never been to Peterborough and won, um, so I'm going to say one all and Pennington. Oh, Taking like back Pennington. to the top of the goal scorer charts. Yeah, it's it's crazy, isn't it? Like we've got about four or five players all like sharing the goals. You know what? It's great because at the same point, you know, you, you want your strikers to be scoring. But if if we've got three or four or five players that can get into double figures, and it doesn't matter. By the way, did you see that strike from Pennington on a half volley at the end when the keeper? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. There's a woman sat behind me saying all day she was banging on. I've got Pennington anytime goal scorer and um, <laughs> her reaction. She must, she must like, have what? heard them. I thought she was going to piss herself. <laughs> it was. Uh, it, it must have been taking a throw in or something, and she must have said it at the time. So yeah. all right, I'll, I'll ping one in in the last minute or something like. I know. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, that that would have been good. But oh, Pennington, though, he's he's such a good player. Um, is he out of contract in the summer? Not sure. Not sure. Not sure. I hope he isn't because. He is for me. Um, Gab put up about who's your most like um, I can't remember, was it consistent player or something and mm. or un- underrated player. And I said Pennington is our most underrated player. I really do think that a lot of teams. Um, do you think he could get a championship move? Oh, I, I Pennington yeah. could play in the championship, no problem, not yeah. a problem. Yeah. Um, I think the I think Pennington, I think Dunkley's still good enough. If he, the only thing with Dunkley is probably too injury prone, but Flanagan, Pennington, Pennington and Flanagan, it's hundred percent. Morosi, if his no. if his distribution was um, okay, then yes, but he's probably a top League One. Okay. Um, but I think League One's his best. But then. You know, if we got promoted, would would you be happy to have him as your goalkeeper in the championship? No, <laughs> no, no. I think your distribution is so important, isn't it? Especially yeah. in that league. No, I think I think distribution is massive um, in in the modern game today as well because you they like you know you look to play out the back and yeah it is frustrating with his distribution. But no, um, I think I would say other players. I would say. Um, 
I would say Shipley and Bayless. I mean, clear potential. They, they're in the wrong league already. They should be mm. um, in the championship. I'm just surprised that they they moved down. But maybe it's a question of did they see Shrewsbury as a potential for big things? Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's interesting to to see Cottrell's plans as well that they've been making transfer plans since October. Did you see that mm. in the other day? Did you read that? Yeah. Yeah. So that's good to know. That's good. To yeah, see because it always feels very last minute with town sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, I feel like there's a bit more communication with Cottrell these days. He seems a, more, a bit more happy. And I don't know if that's just because town fans are happier and Shrewsbury are obviously more up the table. You've mm. met him personally when yeah. he was, um, obviously, last season, I think, so when we weren't doing yeah. so good. And you said that he was a great guy and approachable. So yeah. it's it's probably just the way he is in the media. But, um, no, he's he seems to have a good, clear plan. I think there's a lot more on Cottrell's side now and sort of you're not getting that. For me, I, I think Cottrell... It's sort of like Southgate, England. You know, you sort of everyone loves him one minute and then the next minute they hate him. That's uh, what you wish for. But yeah, you're right. I mean, for me right now, I, I would not swap Cottrell, and I would be, and I'm very happy with where we are. And we haven't always said that, though, have we? So you know. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I'm the first to say it. I wasn't happy with Cottrell um, and that, and he was frustrating me. And but you know, obviously, you know the way we're playing at the minute, you can see now he's got the plan. And yeah. for, I mean that that starting eleven, it starts itself at the minute. I think so. Um, the only the only the only thing, obviously, Street and Sadie scored, so that's thrown a bit of an obstacle into the window um, a bit. But um, the only thing, change I would possibly make is blocks and starting in that one of those two positions up front. But other than that, that team pretty much starts itself for me. Yeah, and and, and you got to remember who's coming back as well: Bennett, Da Costa. Um, oh, Bennett, yeah, Bennett's injured again. Udo, Udo um, yeah, O'Brien, O'Brien, Christ. I mean, I don't think he'll ever play for town. No, no, it's um, but that's the thing. We have got players, but it's about we we can't halt, we can't carry passengers, um, as as well. So we, but the thing is, um, you know, for me, does does does, does the cost to go back and then we bring in a loan signing because then that takes up the five, or does he take the risk of bringing in another couple of loan signings, but then he leaves a couple of loan signings unhappy because they're not playing? So what's going on? Um, we've got better. Yeah, I know. I watched the Swansea game against Norwich on the highlights, and obviously I didn't see how better about on the, on the team sheet. And I was like, you need, I know. Where's I would love to get Aye, I just wish Antler. I just wish. I, I do believe the agent got in his, his head um, yeah. in January. And I, I just Hard wish to turn that in the Championship club, isn't it? It is, but then look what's happened. He could have stayed at Shrewsbury this year. He could have been in a, a potentially promotion-chasing team or, or in a top-half mm. team doing a lot better. Mm. And there could have been bigger, better clubs looking at him. And, we, you know, he could have been having a better season. You know, you just don't know how the season pans out. But That's true. He's, he's a player who, again, has abundance of pace and attacking threat. And, and I mean, I think when he left, he, he hadn't scored. I think he scored one goal, but he'd set up something like six goals. And I think three of them came in the cup game. But, you know, again, it shows his attacking quality going forward. He's um, He has got some good quality. But talking of squad members, obviously we've moved away from the two home games, which has been brilliant. Um, Charlie Caton, a massive, yeah. massive um, prospect when he first came on the scene at town. Hasn't really kicked off. Um for me, I think it's more a case of he's not played in his position that he likes to play in. Um, but then some people would argue he's doing well at Chester because he's maybe found his level. What would you True. argue? Um, at the minute, I would say the latter. 
Um, but that's only because he hasn't been given enough opportunities, certainly in the league. So it's hard to to say that he would be ready when he hasn't been given a chance yet. So at the minute, I would have to say the latter. Do you, do you feel it would be, it would be silly for us, because he's out of contract this summer, do you think it would be silly of us to um, let him go in the summer? Um, do you reckon um, it would be another one-year contract just to see if, you know, see how he carries on and maybe give him um, a chance further? But they did the same with uh, Ryan Barnett, didn't they? Um, you thought he might be the one to, to start playing. He went out on loan, kind of similar level, found found that he, he did very well there um, and ended up getting released right. and he ended up at Solihull, didn't he? Um, so I, I, I do think it may end up being something similar with him, but I don't, you've got to give him a chance. Yeah, it's a shame because I did see someone say that, you know, uh, someone said, oh, he's found his level and then a comment to that was, well, maybe he's actually playing in his right position. Yeah, so true, true. so, so they, that's why I brought the argument up and it, it's, hard to, it's hard to judge really either of those questions because he doesn't really play much, but from what I what I see of him, he has got a bit of confidence, like and he does yeah. like take a shot on. But um, yeah, you I look mean, at how much Bloxon's been used compared to Caton, and there's got to be something in that. Yeah, very true. Maybe I suppose we're in our aspect, you just there's may yeah. You, you, I think you're right that the fact that he's probably not going to get the same opportunities as Bloxham. Mm. And then once Udo's back and fit, and then you're going to have other strikers coming in, he's probably not going to get a chance unless he does do, does something amazing like yeah. Bloxham did uh, last season. Yeah, and he comes back in. But you never know. Like the only you know, well, Pike looked like he was on his way out. And I know this is not a youth player. This is a, a first teamer, but still a young yeah, lad. Yeah. And we all thought he was never going to be coming back to Shrewsbury playing again. Yeah. And he's come back, scored, got a couple of assists this season. You know, Different positions, of, yeah. The, yeah, he's played uh, played played well. So is maybe Kate and if he has a really really good loan spell and and you know gets double figures or something um, and gets Chester promoted, is it maybe it, it could be that we maybe keep him on um, because maybe the other clubs will be eyeing him up. And there may be a bit of potential mm. for him to send him back out on loan, get a bit of money for him. Yeah, well, if Chester uh, go up with him, um, keep him at Chester another season because they'd be in League Two then, wouldn't they? Uh, no, they'll be. Um, they're in the North Conference North. I thought they got promoted last season from the North. No, no, they're in the. Um, they're in the North, so they'll be. Cause they play oh, Kidder, okay. It was it was Kidderminster that was on the other night. Um, ah, Shrewsbury okay. tweeted out saying they're playing Kidderminster and. I think it was on BT Sport. So, um, yeah, a lot of Shrewsbury fans are watching the Kidderminster-Chester game. But they're on some run at the minute, Chester. Yeah. Um, but gone are the days of when... They're uh, in Telford's league right then. So, yeah, they are. They're in Telford's. Like, basically, it's Shrewsbury's old old gang. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kidderminster, Chester, Hereford, uh, yeah. Telford. Yeah, the old crew, like, you know. Um, Wrexham, it's a shame they can't just join them at all. But I think they'll be coming the opposite direction, to be honest, mate. No, I don't know. Uh, you know what? I actually love it because every time Wrexham win, I just be like, it's funny because Notts County just win as well. So yeah, uh, it will happen. It will happen. It, yeah, maybe in about five years or something. <laughs> they said that last year. Honestly, they sound like Liverpool fans as Wrexham. Fans, <laughs> so, this'll be our year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they win. At least they win stuff. How long did it take for Liverpool to win the league after saying that? About thirty years was it? Exactly that. So, yeah. so, that's what I mean. So Rex are only fifty percent of the way there. Mm. We've got another fifteen years to run yet. But yeah. um, but no. Um, jokes aside, yeah. But good news for me. Scottish football is back and running next week. Finally, 
I know, thank God. Um, hearts away. Um, so Daz's team. Um, mm. It's actually we've not won away this season, and we've scored one goal. But believe it or not, <laughs> <laughs> but believe it or not, right? Hearts is like you could probably class Hearts as our second home because mm. we always win there. We, you know, in actual fact, we have won away. We have won a game this season away from home. It was in the cup um, that we were in the oh, semi-final yeah. right now, and that was at Hearts. <laughs> so that's so. So Hearts are basically, you know, it's a given that we're You're gonna, clutching. <laughs> no, we are. We are going to win. I mean, we win there every time. We, we've. I, I can't remember the last time we lost there. I think we've won something like twelve games out of the last fourteen. It's ridiculous. Really? Oh, I'm not even. I'm not even exaggerating. It's an absolute ridiculous record. They've, we've beaten them more times away than we have at home in recent years. <laughs> um, so I'm confident of that. And then I got my Motherwell ticket for the 23rd. It was meant to be on Christmas Eve, but it got. I know. I know. Nearly got you in trouble, didn't it? Yep, so I'm I'm going to that. I've got my ticket, so I'm driving up to that. So that'll be good. Um, and I've I've got my Kelly shirt, uh, my Kelly Christmas jumper as well. Um, oh, you've got to send me a picture of that. Yeah, we've well, got a I bet that is horrendous. Well. No, it's not. It's got it's got it's got Captain Conquer on. It. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I actually you know, like the shoes. Do you know he follows me on Twitter. That <laughs> does he? Brilliant. Yeah. What a lad. When I saw the um, I got the notification to say he's followed me on Twitter. I was like. What is this? Is this a squirrel? I clicked on it and I realised who it was. It was a bloody killy, killy mascot. Oh, brilliant. I bet Wayne's. It's your fault. It's your fault. I wonder if Wayne, if I wonder if he's following Wayne, I'll have to get him to follow Wayne. Yeah, we'll but, make that happen. 306 Club. Excellent. Right. Anyway, well, that's enough uh, for this week. That's a wrap. Um, so next week, we'll be chatting all things uh, Peterborough. We might get to mention Ivan Tony. Uh, seeing as a former <laughs> player for both, and we'll yeah. um, also talk about Kilmarnock's first away win of the season. Happy days! Uh, yeah, now, we'll 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 see, <laughs> and we'll also find out the winner in Qatar. But for now, yeah. thanks for uh, yeah. another week on the podcast. Uh, enjoy listening and keep safe. See you later, mate. Take care.